And we're live. Welcome back to the Nullified Take on The Amazing Race, Episode 2, Leg 3. And I've got a great co-host here today. Uh, no stranger to some of those who have followed some of our coverage on Australian Survivor and Survivors of Africa over the last year. But he's a man who's also got his own channel here on YouTube, Snuffed. Snuffed, welcome to The Nullified Take for the very first time. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. I can't seem to find my truces at the moment, but other than that, I'm uh, doing very well. A, a great episode of The Amazing Race. Um, and yeah, lot, lots to discuss today uh, because as we know, the COVID crisis has hit The Amazing Race, which has really shaken up a lot of things. Um, and certainly with the restart coming as well, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how all that shakes out. First, of course, we've got a massive episode to get into, which I'm really keen to discuss. Yeah, very excited to talk to you about this episode. Um, it's interesting because I was thinking as I was preparing the notes for this episode, what was the most difficult challenge that they had to do in this episode? But clearly the most difficult challenge was to drive stick, right? Of course. And Akbar and Cherie, I think they, they really struggled on it. A lot of them said, well, I, I learned stick shift before. I didn't realize it'd be this hard. Um, and of course, it's Phil's number one lesson. When you're going on The Amazing Race, you have to learn stick shift. Just like going on Survivor, you have to make fire. Um, the Amazing Race, stick shift, it's key. And anyone that's coming on the show and not knowing how to drive stick shift is going to be left in last place. Um, and while it didn't really impact Akbar and Shireen in the end because some other mistakes were made in the race, um, it, it did really set them behind and, you know, obviously led to a lot of frustrations we saw with Cara and Ray and, and all sorts, uh, you know, really creating pantomime in the race. But learn stick shift when you go on the race, Chris. Yeah, 100%. Are you um, familiar with stick shift or have you always been an automatic guy yourself? Because in South Africa, where I grew up on, like, you know, to get an automatic is like a luxury. Um, and then I moved to New Zealand about 10 years ago, and it's very difficult to get a stick shift car via. Yeah, I um I, I do lean more towards the automatic side of things. I can, but I'm not the best, so I'm not sure how I'd fare in the race. Uh, but look, I, I've, if, if any hope for me of getting on a show would be uh, survive a big brother or the circle not the amazing race at least um at least till i've learned a little bit more of, of the uh, stick shift yeah 100 percent. now um i don't know like we've never really spoken about the amazing race um as a duo on any of our podcasts it's always been predominantly survivor um how big of a fan are you of the amazing race and you know have you done much traveling yourself like can you relate to these contestants being over there in england uh trying to get to scotland and doing this or you know i think we spoke offline about you know, your plans to potentially go and visit the u.s next year how much traveling have you done yeah, I, I have, I've done a fair bit, um, mainly through Europe. Um, I was meant to go to Africa in, what, 2020, but obviously something happened there. Um, so, someone got the flu and then that, that ended all my travel plans. Um, but, yeah, no, I had planned to head to the US in a couple of months. Uh, I'll be traveling all through Central America as well. Um, but, yeah, some, somewhat familiar with it all. Um, as far as The Amazing Race, I'm a pretty new fan. Um, I, I watched the, the reality season with the Survivor Big Brother and The Amazing Race contestants that Colin and Christy won. I've watched a couple more here and there, um, but for the most part, I'm you know re relatively almost uh, the Amazing Race virgin at this point. I'm only beginning the ropes, um, and you know like Akbar and Cherie, uh, learning stick shift on the go. Um, I'm really watching it all play out right now, um, and you know taking it all under my wing and and getting a getting the handle of how the Amazing Race works. But no, it, it's been great so far this season. Lots of hard hitting uh, members on the cast, and I'm I'm really loving. Yeah, it's a great cast. Um, just want to welcome here in the live stream, Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the live stream. Uh, she says, plus they're driving on the other side of the roadside and the other side of the car, which is something yeah. that I had to experience, Ryan, uh, uh, Riley, when I went over to uh, the US about 10 years or so. I, I, 10 years ago, I lived there for uh, about a year before I moved to New Zealand. And I had to learn to drive on the other side of the road, sit on the other side of the car. Um, and it can be confusing, especially when you're in big cities like they were in this specific episode and there were quite a few people not only struggling with the stick shift but they were also struggling to navigate through these different mm. big cities out there you know you you bring up akbar as one of those teams um we had ray and caro definitely struggling i mean he was struggling just to drive and and 
she wasn't like she was trying to be supportive but i think they just they're like all in water they really don't go together and i don't know why dating show people come onto the show thinking that they're going to find each other and create this great bond between themselves when they do in a race such as this it's like the worst thing you could possibly do is get a new relationship on this show um, and try and work things out on the show but uh, a lot of them were struggling to navigate definitely this episode as well you mentioned that the show kind of ended here is there anything that's you know and then obviously it's 19 months later when they going to come back is there anything that stood out in regards to some of the teams playing the game this season that could work on certain aspects weaknesses that they have right now that you think if they maybe modify one or two things if they come back they'll be a contender for the rest of the season yeah, well, I think early on at this stage, it's been probably three three teams that have really been dominating so far. Of course, the Holdenesses have been dominating. Uh, they won this leg of the race. Ryan and Dusty and Anthony and Spencer, again, are two teams as well who have done really well. Um, and we'll obviously discuss Anthony and Spencer later in the podcast, I'm sure. Um, in terms of looking at you know how people can improve, I think, yeah, Akbar and Sheree will definitely take a lesson um, from this last episode, really try and sort out those kinks um, in terms of, I mean, we, we saw Sheree in the first, leg um she was really struggling with cardio struggling to keep up there are a lot yeah. of conflicts there between akbar and Cherie. um so i think a lot of that will be yeah improving those communication skills also getting up that cardio as well so you can run around and as well um trying trying to drive uh with stick shift a lot more as well um to really get a handle of things um so i, I think certainly benefiting from this 19 month isolation period um and you know the amazing race being put in an embargo i'm sure it'll benefit plenty of teams because they'll get the opportunity to you know, air out their air out their um, grievances, I suppose, in the race. Um, try and improve on those little things. But for other teams like Ryan and Dusty and Kim and Penn, I think it could actually disadvantage them because people have already seen how strong they are. Um, and we could see people coming back to target them later on. Who knows? It's it's going to be really interesting when the Amazing Race race starts next week. Yeah, 100%. We've got Michelle, my normal co-host. She can't be here this episode and next episode for the recaps, saying that she can't drive manual, but her race partner would be able to do it. Uh, she also says here that Sherry needs to maybe go to the gym. Obviously, working on a little bit of uh, cardio fitness will definitely be something uh, that will help you in the race. And I think that they've got, you know, 19 months is a long period of time. I think if I had to go on a break from the show for 19 months, in the back of my mind, I would be doubting if this thing is ever going to happen again. And yeah. they, if they're big reality tv fan um fans they probably would have seen big brother canada get completely cancelled in that year and never come back mm -hmm. like it's one of the forgotten seasons um they didn't come back so luckily for these races they will be able to come back and you bring up a really valid point about three specific teams really really dominating in these early sections of the game it's kim and penn ryan and dusty um and anthony and spencer throughout this whole episode they pretty much get to all of these checkpoints without any other team being there that just really shows you how important it is to be able to be good at driving stick shift being able to be good at navigating as you go through these obstacles um, and also obviously choosing the correct um challenges at the right time uh i thought that this whole specific leg was made for the uh, i think it's the holdernesses um this whole thing was made for them because there was a lot of performance required throughout this i mean the first uh obstacle that they get to or the first uh checkpoint mm. that they get to when they do their roadblock it is for someone to put a bagpipe together um and then blow the bagpipe as part of a, a performance and keep your breath you have to have good breath to to get past the challenge but this whole leg seemed to be really made for them uh, uh, what did you think of this roadblock, uh, Riley, when you saw that it was going to be putting bagpipes together? Um, would you be good with your hands? Would you be good at putting things like this together? Um, it looked like quite a few people were confused at this specific point. Yeah, and lots of people missing the, you know, the, the bag, the actual cover um, to cover the bagpipes. The, the addressing there, I think Akbar was one of those that missed it. Um, Taylor as well, I think, missed that as well. Um it, it, it hurt my ears a little bit hearing all those notes they were hitting. I think the you know the, the the judges were a little bit too lenient with that. I would have preferred to see them hit the right note as opposed to a really dull one that's going to damage my hearing. But potentially after the first one, hearing Kim and Penn, um, you know that their hearing was so damaged that they kind of kind of had to let everything go at that point. Um, but no, yeah, a really interesting challenge. Obviously, really speaking to the Scottish culture, uh, the bagpipes obviously you know really iconic with Scotland, the bagpipes and the kilt um, and whiskey, really, the, the three things we explored here. Um, yes, lo lots of great music in this episode. I, I really enjoyed the challenge. I thought it was great.
The the really um, controversial and big thing that happened here at the roadblock was Arun and Natalia. I think it's Natalia, the daughter, the father and daughter team getting there together. Um, she completes the challenge. She figures out how to do it, but then stays back to help two of the other yeah. teams. Then then ultimately goes and passes them in the race. Now I know you're a newbie to the amazing race, but surely Riley, you were looking at that and thinking to yourself absolute rookie move you know i know she's in a bad place because if she doesn't stop to help them at all there's a chance she's going to get something in the future that she might struggle with and she might not get that help from other races but ultimately this does cost them at the end of this leg because both those teams gets past them and they are shown to be struggling throughout this whole leg to find the different checkpoints as they are going through the race as well so to me looking at this as someone as an experienced person i thought it was a really bad move yeah, and we, we talked about weaknesses for the races uh, earlier in the podcast. And, you know, I, I don't want to foreshadow too much of what we'll discuss later with Aruna, Natalia, and Michael and May potentially returning in the future um, uh, as one of the seven teams uh, coming back to the race in Switzerland. But for Aruna and Natalia, they've made a, a couple of mistakes. In the first leg, we saw them with the Dart Challenge really think about changing it up. Um, which proved to be a crucial mistake. It set them behind a little bit. Um, again, as you said there, Natalia communicating with the other teams. Um, while not necessarily a bad thing, taking you know five minutes out of your time to help them, it's really going to set you behind, and it really did. Um, and again, we'll discuss this later as well, obviously with the detour. Natalia, again, wanting to change up um, the, the detour they're doing. Um, it really set them back again. That was probably the reason why they lost this leg of the race, unfortunately. Yeah, so throughout this roadblock, like we said, you know, Kim and Penn um, and the two uh, guy teams, they get through it very quickly without any of the other teams get there. They get to the detour first and then realize that there's two different options for them here that they can take. They can do um, the kilt and sing performance or they can do the rebuilt one here. Um, and obviously, like we said, uh, with the Holdernesses, being this family that does YouTube videos, and you can see that they're putting an act on for the cameras, even when they're not doing these challenges at all times they're over the top all the time uh how do you feel about them as a team at this point like i don't want to i know that online there's a lot of dislike to them and a lot of people think that they're well off because they've got a youtube channel and all that kind of thing like i don't think that they're probably earning millions and millions all the time but it does seem like um it's very um 50 50 out there in the fan reception at the moment for the holdernesses uh when they do these challenges i don't know why that is but uh you know maybe it is the fact that they do come across as overacting to the cameras at times yeah i mean they they are performers at the end of the day i mean so too are taylor and isaiah and we saw that as well um arun and natalia obviously not not really performers arun especially um did a dreadful job there um i thought pen though for, for all his experience he was a little bit too goofy he, he did miss a couple of cues there with the notes um but you, you're right they it really was built for them this challenge um you know singing this song and having this song and dance um they seem to be in the element um, again, though, Pan was a little bit of a diva up on that stage when he missed that cue um, and <laughs> didn't seem too happy about it. Uh, but I, I suppose that's the way, way it goes. I, I did watch some of, their, um, some of their parody videos on their channel. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you said, it, it's built directly for the Holdernesses, it seemed, this challenge. Um, and they were in the element. And kudos to them for picking the challenge because they knew that was, you know, playing to their strengths. Um, and they got out of it in first place, which was great. Yeah, it was interesting to hear the different strategies here. And, you know, for you to be a racer that goes onto the show and do well, you do need to understand your own weaknesses and strengths really well. And not just your own weakness and strengths, but also those of your partner when you're doing it. And um, this is a great example here of both the top two teams um, in the race at this stage, Kim and Penn and Ryan and Dusty, both knowing where they're going to be doing good in the specific um, detour because Ryan and Dusty says, that they had this agreement even before coming onto the race that if mm -hmm. there was anything to do with singing or dancing and there's a physical challenge or if there was any physical challenge they would always gravitate to the physical challenge and they then end up going to that side of it which proves to be a good move because both these two teams move through this detour very seamlessly at this point yeah, and I, I do want to mention as well, Ryan and Dusty and Anthony and Spencer, they've really built up um, a, a pretty decent alliance, it seems, a, a pretty decent relationship. Mm. They were working closely together um, throughout this leg of the race um, that we saw. So, but yeah, I, I, I feel as though there was a massive gap, though, between the rest of the teams. Obviously, we had Kim and Penn, Ryan and Dusty and uh, Anthony and Spencer right at the front of it. 
Um, but then others like Arun and Natalia were set back um, by missing the M8 turnoff, miscommunicating there. Kara and Ray had a massive miscommunication. Uh, Akbar and Cherie stalled. Um, we didn't really see too much of Connie and Sam, Lulu and Lala um, and Raquel and Kayla and the like. Um, but it seemed like it was almost in groups almost because uh, we saw with Connie and Sam, Raquel and Kayla uh, and Kara and Ray and Lulu and Layla, uh, they all came in at the same time. So obviously, you know, some, somewhere along the lines, um, it, it, it seemed like everyone was in blocks. But you're, you're right, though. Um, playing to your strengths in the Amazing Race, that's what you want to do. You want to pick the right challenges for yourself. Um, if you're Kim and Penn, you pick the kill challenge. If you're, you know, Ryan and Dusty, Anthony and Spencer, four very strong dudes, you're going to pick the rebuild in the whiskey barrel. You say that, but one of the teams that really surprised me on that challenge was the flight attendants. You know, the flight attendants obviously yep. had that little moment where they said, you know, we can do anything that guys can do just as well. They went to go do the physical thing. You would maybe think that they would gravitate towards doing some singing, doing some dancing, but they went for the physical challenge and absolutely knocked it out of the park. While mm. Arun and Natalia, on the other hand, made the one big mistake that Michelle, you know, sort of said last week. She said, there's one thing um, on the Amazing Race that you need never ever do and that is switch detours um they try to do it um didn't give it much of a go it didn't look like it, they gave it much of a go we don't actually know how long they were there it would have been great if we had some time indication which the amazing race has done for uh past checkpoints um in previous seasons but for some other reason we didn't see it in this specific episode and they ended up sort of changing direction from this challenge to the other one which ended up putting them even further behind because you know talking about strengths and weaknesses at this point Arun and Natalia really should have known that they've been struggling the whole day to find their checkpoints and they should have put two and two together to say if we've been sort of struggling just to get to this checkpoint or this detour how long is it going to take us to switch it up and go somewhere else right yeah and I think it they almost would I mean they obviously would have benefited from staying at the foundry and completing that rebuild challenge um but yeah to, to change it up uh you know, mid detour, really not a smart decision for them at all. Um, and it, it really did set them back. They still got there ahead of teams like Akbar and Cherie um, and Taylor and Isaiah, who are really uh, dragging the tail there. Uh, but Arun obviously really struggled in that kilt challenge. But it seemed as though, I mean, for, from what we saw, at least it seemed as though Natalia rocked up, saw what was happening. Um, and, you know, they, they gave it maybe five minutes try. And she said, look, not for us. Let's go. Um, I think yeah. if you're ever going to switch detours in the race, um, which again, as Michelle said last week, um, and as you just said there, not the best idea, but either do it straight away or don't do it at all, just stick with it. Um, because I, I'm not sure what the distances were between where, where the kilt challenge was and the and the rebuild challenge was. Um, but, you know, obviously they lost a lot of time there. Not Not a great idea. Yeah, such such a big risk. And I think you kind of mentioned that they were ahead of so many teams who then caught up to them. I think they were fourth place when they got past the yep. the bagpipe challenge. They were in fourth place and fell all the way from fourth to tenth, which no, is a massive drop. Oh, fifth place. Okay. And then fell all the way back to 10th, which was a massive drop. And so many teams just went past them. Kelly here in the live stream says that Arun and Natalia were trying to hit the metal rings um, in the wrong way. And uh, there was this very specific way, because obviously the barrel gets thicker as you get to the center of mm -hmm. it. So you've got to hit it outwards instead of inwards yeah. so if they were doing it that way um it just shows that they weren't using common sense or they weren't taking the the time needed to actually look at the person doing the demonstration for these types of challenges the demonstration is so important for you to get a hold of what it is that someone's doing and i think that if you take a little bit more time to get it um it definitely will help you but ultimately here making a very big mistake and switching it up and then going in the other direction um and then with especially um, a rune not feeling very comfortable and doing the dancing um, and the singing part of the challenge it was always going to be a bit of an uphill struggle for them uh, another team here that started off very low and Michelle gave me um, a lot of grief or she gave me the side eye when I said I would team up with the um, angrier one of the two twins that would be my ideal partner in the race because she would kick my ass all the way to the finish line um, mm -hmm. but the twins really did well this episode because they had to come from 10th place and catch up on everyone to finish pretty strongly uh, here in this episode. I believe they got seventh place in the end. Um, yep. And, you know, 
I think it comes down to we didn't see them struggling too much for direction most of this episode. So clearly they must have had some time to make up from the back to get past. But they chose the right challenges from the start. And they were one of those teams that went for the singing um, and dancing challenge and went through that pretty quickly here in this episode. So well done to them. I think that I was proven correctly here by saying that um, they could still be contenders here for this specific uh, season. And moving on to one of the pairs here um riley that for me was quite an interesting dynamic and i think we touched on it earlier was ray and caro um who personally i'm a little bit gutted it doesn't look like they're going to come back when we look at the end of the episode when everybody starts running up uh they were going to be the hot mess team this season that we would uh enjoy seeing them fight and and get through the challenge somehow and having to work together i always like to see the hot mess team the ones that don't get along but ultimately here this episode we could just really see that like i said they're like all in water um she was getting really nervous about him driving um it didn't look like they were supporting each other that much in the race itself was it a big shock to you when you didn't see them uh coming back for, for after 19 months not really and i don't i don't think that was a shock to anyone at all um i i mean really from the start they weren't going to work out on the race were they um and we saw they were miscommunicating uh you know when uh when ray was struggling with a stick shift there and they stalled um we saw you know they had a lot of miscommunication and dating for I'm not sure how many months they were dating for before the show. Um, in six between or seven, Island I think. And the race 33. Yeah, six, six or seven months um, on opposite sides of the country. Um, I, I don't think it was ever going to work out for them at all. Um, so, yeah, certainly doesn't surprise me at all not to see them coming back. Now, Michelle here in the live stream is asking, um, or she's stating that she would have done the singing and dancing. Uh, what would you have done, Riley? And let me take a guess here. I feel like you're a bit of a performer, Riley. I feel like you would have done the singing and dancing. Uh, look, it, it, would, it would all depend on who my partner was. If my partner was, um, not to be rude to Arun, but as uh, musically challenged <laughs> as Arun was, yeah. Um, I, I might not pick him. And to be honest, Arun did look uh, spodio-delicious in that skirt. But uh, honestly, I'm not sure I go um, for the singing and dancing challenge. I might go for the for the rebuilding challenge, actually. I, I do like my whiskey as well. Um, so that, yeah. that might be the one I pick. Yeah, well, you weren't there to drink whiskey. I don't think anybody got whiskey when they were there. But for me, it would be very similar. Not, no. <laughs> for me it'd be very similar i think i would look at who i'm with and what their strengths are but you know one of those things that many people may not know about me is that i did do a lot of acting and plays when i was in school i sang so um i yeah. don't think i would have been intimidated by singing or dancing so i could have gone either or it wouldn't have bothered me on yeah, I, this I'm one it would just depend on who i've done either yeah yeah and yeah, great was, song was, by the uh, way it's it's stuck in my head stuck in my head now that song um donald where's your truces who knows where donald's truces are at this point yeah. So, so, and you see, this is one of the things I love about the amazing races when they go to these different countries, getting to see a little bit of the culture, getting to see a little bit of, you know, what the folklore is for that specific country. Um, that's something that I, I really enjoy and seeing this from Scotland, you know, the kilts, it's classic. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a folklore song. It's a classic song that you, that you're seeing, you know, um, I, I love seeing this and, and even for the pit stop here, that is in the, the university of Glasgow learning that it's the fourth oldest university in the english-speaking countries in the world um was something new to me as well i wasn't aware of that at all and i i do see that you've got the university of um uh, i think glasgow in the background there for today as well you're you're sitting right over there in scotland yep I, i'm right by the cloisters right where phil was only what 25 months ago um so yeah no I, i'm right here in scotland but no yeah um obviously glasgow is a, is a city steeped in history um and I suppose that's the great thing is, you know, seeing all these all these locations, some we've been to, some we haven't. Um, but yeah, a, a beautiful location. I mean, the cloisters, beautiful architecture there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm amazed to hear it's such an old institution in Glasgow. Um, a lot of people seem to, seem to get lost there. Uh, we saw Arun and Natalia. Or, no, it was Akbar and Cherie, wasn't it? They were on the complete other side of town at that point. Um, Arun and mm. Natalia were right around the corner. Um, lots of people getting lost on their way to the university, it seemed. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Akbar and Sharif throughout this whole episode were struggling quite a lot. They were one of those teams that it just seemed like they chose the right things from the start. They didn't have to change detours. Um, and they yeah. said that, you know, Akbar said it was probably one of the worst days of his life doing the specific um, leg in the amazing race. And there was a few times that him and Sharif thought about quitting. Um, it took them so long to get there. But the one thing that has kept Akbar going throughout this is the kids that he teach back home. And mm. they, he knows that if they're not complaining and they're showing 
up that he wants to set an example for them because how could he be their teacher if he's someone that's going to quit? Um, there's a lot of great stories and a, a lot of great teams here this specific season. Who's the team at this point? You know, we're two episodes in now or three legs into this. Who are the teams that really sort of is the teams that you're shouting for at the moment, the ones that you'd love to see go all the way and win here? Who am I shouting for or who do I think will win? Well, those are two different questions. Let's answer both of them. Um, who, what, is your, what does your head say and what does your heart say? I'd actually say, say the same for both. I'd say Ryan and Dusty, um, cheering for them. Obviously, Ryan has a great story, um, a, a very unfortunate story, um, but he's fought back from adversity um, and you know, getting this opportunity, this second life, um, really to explore the race. Um, he's going to give it his all. And you know, Ryan and Dusty, they stuck through all this hardship over over plenty of years. Um, so I, I think they're the team that are probably the strongest at the moment. Um, and we, we saw them again in the rebuild challenge. They were really strong. Um, they haven't really made a wrong step at this stage. Um, Anthony and Spencer were another one that were very close um, that I think would do well. But yeah, for, for me, Ryan and Dusty are the leaders at the moment. They're the ones I'm cheering for. Um, I think Kim and Penn as well are a strong contender as well. Um, but I think they're going to fall at some stage. Maybe a U-turn coming up. I think I think Penn has already fall, have fallen down in the first leg. I think that that's out of the way he now. Really the stumble really has happened, did, yeah. and he's yeah. going to continue to do well from here onwards. Um, like I don't know why. Like I I I can't fault you on your choices for both head and heart. Uh, going for Ryan and Dusty as the team that you want to shout for here. Um, I, I see the arguments there. For some other reason, Kim and Penn, they're getting a really big edit. It does look like the camera's kind of loving them. You know, we had Phil in that first episode say, do it for the older the older teams. You know, we can't have the young teams winning all the time. I don't know why they chose to show that to us in the specific mm. edit. Um, I, for some other reason, think that they've got a chance. Like, I, I don't want to sort of count them out. I think Kim and Penn's going to be a real um, st strong team moving forward. And then also, the really big concern that I have is that Ryan and Dusty, uh, it does not look like they're going to have their other team, their other big alliance team coming back with yeah. them and Anthony and Spencer. So they may have had somewhat of a shield, somewhat of an agreement there. But like you said, if a, a lot of the other teams know where the strong teams are at the moment and they try and get them out of the game at key strategic points, within the game and they gang up against them it could spell bad news for ryan and dusty who by far um were one of the most consistent if not the most consistent team in the first three legs of this race before they went on a, a break and came back to it so i'm a little bit worried for them at this stage um if i had to choose um my team i guess my head is telling me that I'm going to go with Ryan and Dusty still. Like, I mean, you can't go against what they've proven here. Like, mm. I do think Kim and Penn has got a good chance. So they probably just pipped them for me at this point, just based on what we've seen in these first three legs. But then um, my heart goes out to Akbar and Cherie. It's a team that I would love to see win. And obviously not taking anything away from Ryan's story. What a crazy um, background he has going to jail for something that he didn't do and being there for 10 years. And, and for those that are listening to this podcast, he's got his own podcast. If you go onto Instagram, uh, talking to other inmates and, and, and people that he's met in jail, talking about the experiences they had uh, there, which I found to be a very interesting podcast. I've listened to about uh, two or three out of the five episodes that he's already published. Uh, definitely worth a listen if, if you guys are listening to this. Um, can't recommend it highly enough. But Akbar and Cherie, you know, great story about trying to get yeah. kids off the streets, getting them in a place where they can um, get education and, and giving them opportunity, which we spoke about in the first episode, myself and Michelle. Um, just a great backstory. So... I'm worried for them and if they can do it, but I mean, they're getting an opportunity like full said here that no one else has had before to go away from the race for 19 months. Like, I mean, what it, you've got no excuses after 19 months of you coming back and you haven't worked on your cardio. You haven't worked on reading a map, driving a stick shift, like some of the basic things that you clearly struggled with. Like you've only got yourself to blame if you come back and you can't perform. Yeah, and I think when I'm looking at the teams that are returning, the five teams um, returning plus the two extras, Akbar and Sharia are the two that I want to do a lot better, and I think they really can improve a lot. Um, it's it's going to be hard to see where they fall, though, because obviously everyone's had that time to to really um, strengthen their weaknesses. So while Akbar and Sharia, they obviously have a lot of weaknesses, and I think they can strengthen their game a lot I'm not sure whether they'll still be a little bit further behind the others. Um, and as you alluded to there with Kim and Penning, the first episode, Phil 
egging them on for being the older team in the race. Um, I think Akbar and Cherie might fall a little bit further behind um, simply because of that fact they are older people. They are you know trying to keep up with all these young until running circles around them. Um, I think that's going to be something that while they can improve, Cherie can obviously hit the gym, as Michelle said there. Um, it's I think it's still going to be hard for them to come back, um, but certainly a great opportunity that no one else gets. In the middle of the game, everything stopped and put on hold and you get that chance, almost like a second chance Redemption Island sort of thing. Um, with what we've seen in a show like Survivor. Um, it's giving these these teams a chance they've never had before in the race, this chance to come back mid-race, improve on your weaknesses and kick ass at the back end of the race. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how Akbar and Sharia especially are going to improve here. Yeah, 100%. Now, looking at the teams that we haven't spoken too much about here in this specific recap, uh, Taylor and Isaiah didn't have a big edit, I felt like, in this specific episode. Like, uh, they kind of went missing for for large parts of this episode. But, mm. you know, whenever we caught up with them, it was, again, talking back about the fact that they had this viral YouTube video of them singing and dancing, or dancing, I should say, at their wedding. And, and they went for that specific challenge. They end up doing reasonably okay here um, in in eighth place they they get at the end i believe um what was your thoughts of them on the race and do you feel like we missed out the opportunity of you know seeing more of them because it doesn't look like they're going to be one of these teams that's going to return i did not see them um in the promotion or on the the end section when they showed the teams returning after 19 months yeah well i mean yeah they're, they're, they're not returning at this point um i think taylor's brother passed away in september just before filming resumed um so that was the reason why they're not returning on the race um, but yeah, I, I'd say that's a lot of the reason for them not getting a big edit. Um, and teams like Arun and Natalia, who I think are going to come back. I think Michael and Mel will probably come back as well. Um, and we'll see these teams that were previously eliminated coming back. Um, yeah, Tyler and Isaiah, obviously they picked the challenge that was right for them. Uh, finishing eighth, still towards the back end of the pack. Um, but they did manage to eclipse Akbar and Cherie there in that bagpipe challenge. They were basically neck and neck. Um, got just ahead of them, I think, in the end there. Um, but yeah, I think Taylor and Isaiah are a team that even if they're not coming back in this season, um, if at some point in the future we can see Anthony and Spencer, uh, Taylor and Isaiah, probably not Cara and Ray, but these teams that aren't returning, um, see them come back in the future would be great. And I think Taylor and Isaiah are a team that would have great potential in the future. Um, mm. Again, they were a team that struggled with the stick shift um, and they really struggled to get to the bagpipe challenge uh, at Orem Moor. They struggle with directions. Um so I think, again, that was something that we didn't see too much of them. Um, but if they were to return in the future, um, you know, whether it's 34 or beyond, um, they would know what to do in the future to, you know, get better in the race. Yeah, and then the other two teams that um, we haven't spoken too much about that also won't be returning is uh, Connie and Sam, and then obviously the big one is Anthony and Spencer. Uh, talking about Connie and Sam first year, they had a reasonably good start to the race. They consistently placed pretty high. Like, again, they placed fourth place here. They seem to have mm. a really good backstory with having uh, the son that they adopted. Uh, I wanted to see them do pretty well. I believe Sam may have been pregnant at the time of uh, the show coming back, so that's why they didn't return to the show. Connie. But, again, Connie's, I feel like... Connie's pregnant. Uh, sorry, no, Connie not, is not pregnant. Sam. <laughs> but it may have been it may have been a little bit of you know a, a bummer not to see them back I'd, I'd love to see them hopefully get another opportunity some of these players that you know it wasn't their fault because you, you've got to make big commitments and everything the, the moon and the stars everything has to align for you to go out there and play this game um and sadly it didn't work out that way for a few people maybe you know they didn't know when the show was going to come back which is understandable because of the climate that we're living in right now nobody knows if anything's certain at this point um I, i'd love to see Connie and, and Sam come back and play the game again as well. But the big one was Anthony and Spencer, right? Because they played really well. Again, great story about stopping a terrorist attack in France. Um, I immediately just like to see the dynamic between these two. They, they look like a really good team that I would want to shout for throughout the race. They're not going to come back here either. I don't know why. I don't know if you've got any insights in regards to why they didn't return to, to play the game again. But it's a shame not to see them come back as well. Yeah, it is a shame. And they were one of the more dominant teams of the race. Um, and I think for, from listening to some of the other podcasts um, that have been recapping this last episode, it seems like they haven't put anything out at this stage. Um, so hopefully they they make a statement as to why they didn't return, um, you know, for, for this season of the race. Um, and as we said, I really do hope that we see Anthony and Spencer, Taylor and Isaiah, Connie and Sam, Kara and Ray, if they're 
together in the end and they want to come back, um, it'd be great to see them return as well. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you, you talked about Big Brother Canada 8 before um, and how that was stopped because of COVID. We missed out on seeing so many fun cast, um, you know, so many fun housemates um, returning from that season. And I'd hate just because Anthony and Spencer or Connie and Sam missed out on the race um, because they couldn't, for whatever reason, return. Um, I'd hate to to see that be the end of them and their amazing race future. I really hope in the future we do see them return to the race because Connie and Sam especially, I, I was really rooting for them. We didn't see too much of them in the edit as well, similar to Taylor and Isaiah, and I think they were a little bit neglected because they're not returning. Um, but I'd love to see Connie and Sam. They have a really interesting dynamic. Uh, whether that would be possible in the short-term future with Connie having a newborn child, probably not too possible for at least not, uh, another couple of years. Um, but even then, I'd love to see some of these teams return. Anthony and Spencer and Connie and Sam, top of my wish list. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Kelly here in the live says that rumors is that one of them was injured. I think she's referring to Anthony and Spencer. So uh, that's a shame, yeah. obviously. Would have loved to see them come back. I, I do think that they're one of those teams that just have, that, I mean, whenever you cast for these shows, you want someone to have a great backstory. And I mean, you don't get a bigger backstory than the one that they have. So I think easily people will recognize them if they were to play in a future season, even if they come back in an all-star season as like a wildcard team that didn't go very far but let's talk about the two teams that's pretty much been confirmed um you know if you if you look on some of the screenshots that is on reddit who's coming back uh the two teams that are the two luckiest teams probably in amazing race history but then again if you look at the non-elimination legs that you sometimes get in these shows i mean there's certain winners that have been lucky with Mm non-elimination legs in the past and um, i don't think it's something that's frowned upon as badly in the amazing race as it is on survivor when you go to like the edge of extinction and you come back and play the game again um, we've got two teams that's going to return and the two teams are Arun and Natalia and Michael and Mo I was a big fan of Michael and Mo I thought that they seemed like great guys you know I, I love the fact that um, they were going out there for their community especially at a time when police officers uh, I think in America is under scrutiny all the time I think it is a great opportunity for them to be role models um, and show that they're also human beings at the same time um, and just get a positive message out there, hopefully, on the race. I'm so happy to see them both come back um, and, and perform. I do think that they got one thing wrong in the first leg, which was putting the paintings up um, and doing the puzzle painting and putting it up before they sorted <laughs> it terrible. out and then ripping it apart. Exactly. Yeah. But but yeah. they could be a very undercover, dangerous team because we don't know what they're good at and what they're bad at at this point. And I mean, they're police officers, so you would think that they have a lot of common sense, even though in that first episode, they didn't display it. Yeah, well, you're right. But I think um, artistic common sense um, and, you know, street smarts are are two completely different things. Um, But, yeah, hopefully they don't do something as stupid as they did last time. They can actually learn, all right, let's let's look at what needs to be done. Let's actually read the instructions. Um, And before we start tacking on, you know, these things with glue on the wall, let's just take a second to look at what's got to be done here. Um, That was a terrible job. um, Arun and Natalia, though, them returning as well. Um, I think Arun and Natalia especially have a lot to learn. Natalia especially, um, you know, wanting to do the detour on, um, wanting to change detours on that uh, that darts challenge in on the second leg, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. And again, actually changing detours on this episode as well, which ultimately saw them eliminated. I think it's going to be a big opportunity for them to come back. I think they can actually do really well, um, especially if they develop a lot more of that communication there um i think a run especially was a little bit emotional at times natalia was always playing a little bit worried which i think set them back a little bit but if they can recognize where they went wrong um and you know air out those things and figure out okay well if we're wanting to do a detour what's going to be the best of us the physical challenge or the um you know dancing challenge um they need to figure out what's right for them and pick the right challenges because that's ultimately what you know, what has set them back so far is they're second guessing themselves, wanting to change halfway through the detour. It's not going to work out for them. And I think they, I hope they've learned that, learned from their mistakes. 
well, they've had 19 months to think about this. Um, and that would have been, well, I guess you could defend and say that both Aruna Natalia and Michael and Mo, even though they've had 19 months, they may not have known that they would actually get the opportunity to come back because I'm sure yeah, that the show yeah. tried everything in their power to get the original cast that was still in the game back. And then they would have been alternates. Maybe they would have gotten a phone call later than some of the teams that were guaranteed to definitely come back. So there is a chance they may not have learned from it, but you'd hope that they have learned something from doing the race this this way and then coming back. It is a unique opportunity that they're going to get. Now, one of the things for me, Riley, that I'm quite interested in is that, you know, we've seen here three legs now on the show that were done prior to the pandemic, prior to everything shutting down. How do you think the race is going to look different when they go back to Switzerland now? Um, you know, we had that little bit of an opening segment. We're full standing on the beach somewhere. I believe it may have been in California. It kind of looked like that for me. I'm not from America, so don't come at me if I'm wrong about what beach he was on, but um, it was completely eerie. There was no one on the beach. Um, do you expect to see a lot of um, secluded areas that they're going to move into um, and running around? We probably won't see as much of a backdrop because when they did this, I believe it was between us starting to get control of Delta and Omricon getting out, I, I believe. I could be wrong about my timing on that. Uh, how much do you think the race will be different now moving forward? Yeah, I think it was a little bit earlier than that, um, that the okay. that the race restarted, probably just after Delta really started to um started to transmit. But looking at the looking at the future legs, um, a lot of them seem to be not so much desolate remote locations, um, but looking at Corsica in France, obviously um that's a you know uh, not not a major city like a Paris or a, a London or a Glasgow. Um, Thessaloniki as well in Greece is going to be one that's not um, as densely populated. I'm really glad that uh, Bertrand van Munster actually took his time to think about where they're going to go, what alternate plans they have for the race, because the last thing I would have wanted to see, and while I don't mind seeing you know your own backyard um, going through the US, I think it's certainly a lot. Uh, I, I'd prefer to see them overseas. In, a, in an environment that they're not used to, obviously, a run not being able to drive on the left-hand side of the road, it's culture shock for them. Um, so seeing them go through Europe as opposed to just sticking safe in the US, it's really great to see them, uh, you know, try that out. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to seeing how they go. And props to the crew for actually filming overseas during a, a global pandemic, especially in Europe, where there have been so many cases. But as Marcus says there, um, a, a lot of the cities they're in are ones that, you know, don't have as much transmissibility. They're not as densely populated as a London or Manchester or Glasgow or Paris would be. Yeah, and uh, Kelly says here that it basically resumed between September 17 to October the 6th um, when they were doing this. So uh, I'm really, really bad with which variant was the most dominant at that time. Pretty sure it was Delta. That was sort of the, yeah. the biggest one. But like Marcus said that, you know, there were certain places that they were going to go um, – which is a shame because it does like one of the things that I personally really enjoy seeing when I watch the amazing race uh, is seeing the teams go to countries like Africa, going somewhere in the Middle East, going yeah. somewhere in Asia. And um, the culture shock, like you mentioned, of going to those places uh, is something that can be interesting to see people navigate through that. And we're probably going to be robbed of that. But if you had to choose between, like you said, getting a season and not getting a season, then we'd much rather see a season than not see one at all. And um, hopefully, you know, I think the future of the show at this stage, it's still 50-50 on when they can do a proper season again in the future. But I mean, in Australia, they've had a whole season locally um, instead of going uh, abroad and doing it. I know that with the US, with their big shows, they don't normally want to shoot them uh, locally. They do want to do the shows justice and stick as closely mm. as possible to the theme as it should be. I mean, look at Survivor. They didn't do anything locally where Australia did a local season, South Africa did a local season season they chose to wait until they could go to fiji so i feel like they really want to try and stay as authentic as they possibly can um, but it's going to be interesting and, and both me and you riley will get a little bit of a feel for what the race is going to look like going into the next one i hope that you know they've had a lot of time to plan for the next 19 months that they come back with um, more difficult challenges and obstacles. Let the challenges and the obstacles become the main attraction if the locations can't be the main attraction. You're going to have to try and um, sort of divert our attention somewhere else because of the fact that the show is going to be a bit different here. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think the location is going to be poor at all. Um, and you know, j just looking ahead at the, some of the some of the locations, they're going to be great. Of course, Corsica is one of the locations that's slated. Um, you know, a, a beautiful island, obviously known as the ancestral home of uh, one Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, so I, th I think we'll actually see a lot of French history there, which will be really fascinating. I'm, I'm looking forward to that leg. Um, and again, a lot of these Greek cities, um, these Swiss cities as well, are going to be really exciting um, to see. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it must be contractual with the Amazing Race, because I, I know for Survivor as well, um, Survivor US especially has to film overseas. Survivor South Africa faced a lot, lot, of, lot of struggles in terms of um, them filming domestically. I do wonder whether a lot of that is is um, you know built in the contract they have to film overseas. Um, but then again, I, I think for the viewership, they'd much rather watch you know people run around France and Italy as opposed to Denver and, and Salt Lake City. Um, I, I think it's a lot more entertaining seeing those those different environments. And as you say, these culture shocks. Um, and you know, while Europe is a bit of a safe environment and it doesn't expose you to Africa and Asia and all these different um, cities with language barriers, um, I think it's still going to be fun nonetheless. No, 100%. Now, looking ahead at next episode, as we get to the close of this podcast recap here, um, we've got Kim and Penn, Ryan and Dusty, Raquel and Kayla, Lulu and Lala, Akbar and Cherie, Arun and Natalia, and Michael and Mo, who would have believed they're back in the race, they could potentially still win this thing. Um, they're going to be competing in this next episode. If you were a betting man, Riley, um, who do you think is the team that is in the most danger here? Do you think it is going to be a pretty straightforward, we're just going to see Arun and Natalia and Michael and Mo be the next two teams to again get eliminated here? Or do you truly think that you know the whole momentum and how things have played out until this point, anything that happened prior to leg four, may not really matter at the end of the day yeah i think it is going to be i i hate to say it but i think it's going to be pretty cut and dry michael and mo are going to be who i'm predicting to go home um in this next episode the question becomes do we get u-turns thrown in um do we get things shaken up this early on who knows um but yeah I, i'd be looking at arun and natalia michael and mo being two teams that are vulnerable um and yeah we're, we're not sure how how soon between filming resuming and them getting the call they had to fly out so the question is you know how much have they actually brushed up on on their dart throwing skills or on their whiskey building uh whiskey barrel building skills who really knows um but uh, you know as michelle there says in the chat um it's going to be great to see them come back and have this second chance it's something that's never never happened before people returning on the same season um that they were eliminated from the race so i'm really excited to see it happen and arun and natalia especially are a team i'm really looking forward to seeing how they come back um, Natalia has just gotten married as well. So see how that changes her, her perspective as well and their dynamic as a as a father and daughter combination. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I do think that, um, you know, 100% Arun and Natalia, Michael and Mo, they're going to have to prove themselves. I feel like Michael and Mo could be the surprise of the season. They could come back, have hidden skills that we weren't aware of because they just flunked out, um, kind of choked in that first leg, but they could come back and do a lot better here, uh, potentially if they don't have uh, any artistic piece of puzzle that they have to put on a wall somewhere, maybe they're okay. Mm. Um, and the bad leg is out of the way now. Um, so I don't know if they'll go first, but like you said, limited time to prepare. It's a high chance. Um, just to put a different team out there that I think is in danger. And I really don't want to put their name out there. I do think Akbar and Cherie, if they haven't gone back yeah and learn from the mistake the mistakes that they've made at this point in regards to being able to navigate, in regards to being able to consistently keep up with the pace and running from location to location, um, and just their general communication styles between each other and that, that it'll have to improve for them to continue to be in the game. I don't want them to go next. Like I said, I mean, my heart really wants them to go on and do well and win this, to be a great example to their community and to the kids that they teach back home that anything is possible and that anyone can achieve anything, I think would be such a great story. But I do think that they're still in danger. And I also think that Lulu and Lala, they're a hot and cold yeah. team. I joked about them a little bit earlier about me being right and Michelle being wrong. But let's be honest, you know, um, they're hot and cold. They're either going to do really well or they're going to go really bad. And will they blow up again? Will they be that hot mess team that potentially is still in the game at this stage? The early edit suggests that they may be. So I don't know how they're going to go um, long-term in this game if they do come back. But I do think it is going to be a new race. The momentum has been stopped. Everybody's coming back. 
the whole way that the race is going to be with there being no, um, you know, airports and flying and commercial, like commercial plans, I believe it's all private going for the rest of the, for the rest mm -hmm. of the game as well. I think that does take away some of the strengths that the flight attendants potentially may have had navigating in airports and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this changes things up and even more so interesting to see who's going to team up and who, um, had those because you know even in all-star seasons there's people who talk you know they would have had um, agreements in place to say they're not allowed to do it but I'm sure there would have been teams that would have talked prior to coming back that is going to team up and that are going to do things I mean how can you not talk to them for 19 months if you've just done these first three legs together that's just not going to happen yeah of course and yeah I mean they're really lucky to actually get a second chance um, and I did say it before with Big Brother Canada, they never got a second chance for, for the amazing race 33. Um, it's such a unique situation for the being, but getting a second chance, they're unbelievably lucky. Um, and <laughs> Arun Natalia and Michael Amo, obviously, very, very lucky. Um, but everyone, you know, to be able to continue on the race, and yeah, while we do lose four teams, um, who were really, who were really great, um, and a lot of them I was rooting for, it's going to be really entertaining to see, as you say. Uh, a hard reset on the race. See how teams go. Will Kim and Penn and Ryan and Dusty have a target on their back? How will Lulu and Lala fare? Um, we saw how well Lulu and Lala improved from that second leg where they, you know, finished last but it was non-elimination non to come up to seventh out of ten in this race. Um, Akbar and Cherie have, yeah, as you say, been down towards the bottom there. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how these teams come back and, yeah, what different dynamics they have. It's going to be fascinating. I really look forward to seeing how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, you and me both. So, uh, Riley, I will see you back here next week to do one more uh, cover-up or covering in for Michelle on the uh, the Nullify Take for the Amazing Race coverage, which I'm really thankful that we had you here for this specific episode. So I'm looking forward to see how everything is going to reset for this next episode. Um, what do you have going on at the moment on your channel on Snuffed here on YouTube? Um, and give the viewers, anybody that's listening to this, I do see a lot of familiar names in the live stream already and i know that there is a lot of familiar people that will be following this channel as well but for those who don't know who you are give them a little bit of a brief of what you do on the snuffed youtube channel yeah well i basically post videos uh every week about survivor us survivor mainly um but also double on australian survivor and survivor south africa occasionally just recently i posted a video on how erica won in survivor 41 a great video there other than that i post a lot of videos um, you know, analyzing strategies, top five lists, all sorts of things. Um, and with it being the Survivor off-season at the moment, there'll be plenty more to come. Um, I'll have a video on Australian Survivor in the coming weeks as well. Um, and plenty about, uh, I'm going to be looking really at a lot of the old school challenges on my channel in the coming weeks. Um, and also some of the history of Survivor, some of the what-if moments. Um, got a really exciting video coming up in the future about a particular vote in Survivor Africa that could have drastically changed the history of Survivor. So if you're wanting some UI Survivor content um, and you're into that sort of thing, head on over to my channel right here on YouTube called Snuffed. Yeah, guys, definitely go check that out. Um, Riley is someone that works extremely hard at um, putting those videos together. And, you know, I'd be very interesting to see the Erica video as well, because I think there's a few people still trying to figure out how she won that season. Was very well deserved, but um, Survivor 41 was definitely a new era of the show. So really looking forward to seeing um, how that plays out on your channel. So go check that out on Snuffed here on YouTube, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week here on the Nullified Take to talk about the next amazing race episode as well and for those that are also really big fans of the challenge um, we've got the challenge all-stars 2 finale recap happening tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern standard time over in the u.s so check that out i'll have angel cake entertainment and chantelle francis from reality realness back with me on the podcast as well i also just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody that has subscribed to this channel uh in the first week we nearly hit a 100 subscribers which is amazing i didn't expect us to get up to 95 subscribers as quick as we have but i really appreciate you guys supporting this new channel and uh please be sure to subscribe and like this video if you want to see more of this content 
in the future here um, and for me to bring more guests on. I think that Riley mentioned he'll work with me this first season, but I need a, at least 200 subscribers for him to come back next season and talk to me as well. So <laughs> help me get Riley back on the show, guys. Um, Riley, it's been great talking to you. I'll talk to you next week. And guys in the live stream, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.